Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Your Questions Answered. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the other Dudley boys of What Culture. I've still not worked out the intro yet. It's weird being back together. Michael Hanflow, Michael Sidgwick, here to answer your burning Born in August? wrestling <laughs> questions. Um, but before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube, uh. where we do daily wrestling podcasts where we review Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0, oh. pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete. A little bloody good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Hamlet and to answer all of your wrestling questions live on YouTube. Thank you to everyone in the chat already sending in the questions. Let's dive straight into it, lads. Uh, starting off with a question here from Brandon Bethune. Thank you for your donation and for your question, Brandon, who says, Welcome back, lads. I heard chat on the SmackDown preview about mania opponents for Bianca Belair. How about a debuting Jade Cargill? I don't know if it was Brandon that reached out to me on X. About this specifically, but if it wasn't Brandon, I apologise for forgetting the name of who it was, who said the exact same match uh, off the back of, yeah, this, we were talking on SmackDown preview, Sidge, about how every year, without fail, somebody is more by luck than judgment, sort of out of the WrestleMania conversation. It was LA Knight last year, when they should be in it. Yes. LA Knight last year, it was infamously Bailey at WrestleMania 37, having been without the crowds for so long. And it does awkwardly feel like, of all people, it could be Miss WrestleMania. Miss WrestleMania, like stadium wrestler extraordinaire Bianca Belair. There's just no obvious program for her at the moment. The Jade Cargill match is obviously captivating. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got this massive star coming across from AEW to wrestle a massive star in WWE in something of a dream match. But... The only problem I have with it, it looks fantastic on a poster. It would look aesthetically amazing mm-hmm. at WrestleMania. Stadium wrestlers, incredible entrances. That could be a... And then the bell rings. It could be. Bianca Belair at this point, I think, has it in her to elevate somebody with some of Jade Cargill's limitations. I think WrestleMania is a stage so great that Jade Cargill would shine on it and maybe they could like create something magic. But it would be a very different kind of magic that we've seen mm-hmm. Bianca Belair summon on that stage thus far. I would like to keep the big matches coming if I could, the ones that you know can hang with Belair over maybe 20 to 25 minutes. Cargill's got loads to offer. I don't need all my wrestlers to go 25 minutes, and I love what Jade Cargill offers. I don't know. It doesn't feel right this WrestleMania. One down the line, definitely. Yeah. I'm not sure because if you go down the going down the line now <laughs> of wrestlers who are able to carry a Jade Cargill to a lengthy back and forth match, 
There's not many. Mm. Yeah. So what you need to do is reconfigure the match around a Jade Cargill. And mirror matches are weird. Um, they don't often work. But if you have them go eight minutes mm-hmm. and they just throw bombs at one another, like they just flex their power over one another, they trade and struggle through and try and avoid or power out of like power spots and feats of strength and all of the rest of it. I think like if I'm an agent and I'm one of Jade or Bianca, I'm really wanting to get my teeth into this kind of match. It's something a bit different. Mm -hmm. God knows, like we've talked about it ad nauseum over the pods over the last year, like the the shelf life of the back and forth great match, capital Mm -hmm. G, capital M, now, there's a new way of doing things, and there has to be. It's getting a bit boring. Like, great has long been normalized as good for me. Um, eight to ten minutes of this, I think it'd be absolutely class, so I'm well on board with it. I could also see, I don't want to worry people, because I think this pitch might trouble a few. I'm just trying to look at the layout right now. I could easily see um, Bianca Belair joining forces with her husband, Obviously, she's gonna. There's gonna be loads of co-promotion for that show anyway. Heading into WrestleMania, you, I think, pitched that. Mm-hmm. I think a tremendous idea of them as hosts this year because it has become its own little Ooh. big time role. Although I appreciate that. Not it's necessarily right. what I wanted to do, but I could no. easily see. Them I can doing see it. them doing it, which is regrettable because, as we've just mentioned, Belair is incredible at stadium wrestling. Yeah. Like the her hit rate at WrestleMania positively embarrasses a lot of wrestlers who are considered greats who have stunk up WrestleMania in a stadium. I absolutely loved her and Becky uh, at SummerSlam as well. The sequel to the original yes. WrestleMania match. Fits the venue. And Montez Ford is well overdue something of real yeah. substance yeah. at a WrestleMania and indeed just in general. Do you want my pitch for Bianca Belair's opponent? I feel like I'm going to get it anyway. WrestleMania, you are. One, Tiffany Stratton. Thoughts? Thoughts are, you do not necessarily want to see the match. You just kind of, in that moment, wanted to do the voice. I did actually want to see the match. I do think it's, I think it's the way that she, I mean, Tiffany's had Again, it's pretty basic, but compelling, I guess, yeah. story of, I'm the best new super athlete. I'm here to take your yep. throne. Let's have a bloody bare knuckle fight then. Uh, DJ Rando Tampa Bay says, thank God Sidgwick is back. He definitely keeps the other two grounded. I try. Someone's been listening to last week's podcast. I don't know to what he's referring, but it is nice to have him back all the same. Uh, speaking of uh, nice to have him back, Steve Nicolakopoulos in the chat. Thank you, Steve, as you always. You just love getting the, the name right. I've, yeah. I've been practicing. Uh, Edward Shiraz hands, of course, formally. Uh, he writes, good day, handsome gents. Merry Christmas. Happy first Christmas to Eric. Uh, simple question. J- thanks, Jay White. <laughs> <laughs> Simple question. Who is someone that used to suck and now they don't suck no more? Uh, surely has to be that seven bloke from WCW, says Steve. <laughs> Loads of people used to suck and don't suck no more. Like, the more wrestling you watch, the longer you watch it, you realize everyone can always come around. There was definitely a period where Matt Hardy was good. Definitely. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, like, like <laughs> yeah, like, I would say the original version one. Like, I don't need any Matt Hardy in my life, and then V1 explodes on SmackDown. It's like, that's good, that. Good for him. So, like, everyone can have these ups and downs. Uh, I think there's going to be... I think this conversation is going to go away because he's become so, like, decent that I think people will just stop talking about the improvement rate. It's Dirty Dom for me. Like, Dominic Mysterio's appeal used to be that he shouldn't have been a wrestler. Yeah. And it, we always said, like, that what happens when he figures the basics out? You're in a lot of trouble. 
And I've been so impressed at how he's not only just figured out the basics as a wrestler, but he's maintained the characteristics of a man that hasn't. And that's talent. Mm -hmm. I think Dominic Mysterio at this point is probably underrated in how hard he is trying and succeeding versus once upon a time when it was like, he's rubbish, this is a really good laugh. Like, I don't imagine that, like, it hurts getting house show runs against Punk, and I'm sure there's a lot of privilege that comes with being Rey Mysterio's kid, and a lot of people want to help him along the way. We've, you know, we've already seen that with mm -hmm. Ray and Edge themselves. But yeah, I think Dominic Mysterio has improved in a way that I just simply would have never believed. Like, he is competent, he knows where to put himself, I think he's... Half the time. <laughs> I think his heel timing is excellent. I think his, his origin story of being so useless, right, has put him leaps and bounds above the over-drilled escapees of the mm. performance center. Like, honestly, there are some wrestlers that are drilled too much in the performance center and do everything in such a way that you can predict and you can see coming. And I would separate Dominic Mysterio from a lot of them. I also think he's been the one of the biggest benefactors of the fluidity with the NXT in the main roster. Because when he went back to NXT, he drew. And he, he did, he's a big draw. And yeah. he saw his confidence swell. Like, he shouldn't have been one of the ones to come back from the main roster. It's like, whoa, Dirty Dom's here. Should have been the opposite <laughs> yeah, of anything, yeah. you know? Like, the NXT regulars, you're like, this, like, the story they tell you, this creep, like, damaging the legacy of the title. It's like, whoa, Dominic Mysterio's in the building. Mm -hmm. Like, I think the confidence started to show on him there as well. I really enjoyed his NXT run. Uh, becoming a bit of a hand, I think, Dominic Mysterio, quite remarkable. Um, It would be hyperbole to suggest that this performer sucked. Mm -hmm. And part of the problem with this question is that nowadays you either get drilled into being competent or you arrive on TV as a prodigy, depending on whether you're in WWE or AEW. Very rarely, and I don't want to punch down because there are some at the top of my head, very rarely do you get someone on television who's just outright terrible. Mm. Outright terrible. There are quite a few in both promotions, mm -hmm. and they haven't improved yet, so they will not be the answer to this question. But they are more rule-proving exceptions to this Suzuki 7 out of 10 new age wrestler. You've got to be real get. special being Gable Steeson in 2024. True. <laughs> um, I didn't see much in Commander for a while. Mm. I think that he just came around at the exact same time as Vikingo mm -hmm. and didn't look as spectacular, and I think he suffered the fate of comparison. And I think that he's had matches where it was all very spotty and some of his stuff just didn't look like it connected at all. I think he had a match with Jay White. Dave went four on it, but what does he not go four <laughs> on nowadays? Uh, you know, it's true. Yeah, I can think of one thing. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what's that? It was a, it was a match at Elder, Wemble. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, but Commander on AEW and ROH TV recently has been absolutely class. Mm. Like, genuinely really, really good. A lot tighter. Um, he's not just putting his things that he gets over via MP4s kind of together in mm. matches. Like, he's really starting to become a proper great wrestler, I think, Commander. I think he sucked. I just think he was uh, put on TV a little bit too soon. But he's getting really good now, to the point where... Fans don't care how often he loses, which is virtually every single time. <laughs> he's just over because he's impressing consistently. Do you know one that I took a lot of... I didn't take a lot of selling on, but I just felt like I was watching him get it, quite honestly. this is Maybe this is just a Fed Pill take. I don't know, because he's so lovely and everybody loves him. I never really rated Adam Cole, and then I think he got it in NXT. Genuinely. Like, I, 
I can't remember at the time what the general consensus on him was, but he'd been a Ring of Honor world champion. He, he looked like they were signing the finished article, and I was kind of nonplussed by that finished article. And the real finished article showed himself in NXT mm. for me, truly. like And like he speaks of that system helping him, so maybe he even thinks that in a massive Shawn Michaels fan that he is. I never really saw the... Um, like, he had all the charisma, and I didn't mind, like some people do, the fact that even as a heel, he was getting this biggest pop of the night with his act and his entrance and all that. But just, I never saw him really putting the matches together in Ring of Honor, and that became kind of his one of his calling cards in NXT, really. Not yeah. many... Did as many of those long, dramatic NXT. He killed it in the end, like you know the Kyle O'Reilly match, the last Gargano match. There were there were duds in there, but I never would have imagined you would have gotten a takeover New York match out of the ROH Adam Cole. Um, one more on this, <sighs> Samoa Joe. I remember distinctly when he was pretty much on the outs with WWE and. He was basically written off. And then when he came back, he had the match with Karrion Cross, and it was turgid. And yet, people, not me, kept saying, can he go to AEW? Oh, will he sign for AEW? People with, like, really long, loyal memories of how much of an awesome unit. Like, he was so great in 2005, Joe. It was disgusting how great he was. And I always said on these pods, that's one signing too far. Mm -hmm. He's not the same. Blah, blah, blah. Finished. I thought he was finished. Like, the man has done an, a remarkable job. And I, I don't think he ever sucked. Like, don't no. take it out of context. But, my God, he just... He's rediscovered his mojo. It's okay aura. to be on the downswing. It's okay, his Aye. age and experience, to be on a the downswing. A shocking number of gentlemen's threes. Like, a shocking number of gentlemen's threes. But I think his cardio's improved. His confidence, his aura. Like, he's genuinely, like... I want to kind of see a lengthy reign out of him now. Uh, Joe versus Mox. So I don't look for that. I don't think we'll get it. No, I I'm sad. I don't think we will. But Joe versus Mox would be tremendous. Joe versus Page would be tremendous. Dude, Joe versus Darby again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like there's loads they can do with him. I have to say, Nia Jax. Yeah, just we're not right now because he used to hate her, didn't you? Despised her, yeah. Um, and now I think she's <laughs> awesome. She had uh, arguably the match of the year on day one at the time. Um, <laughs> Right, let's dive into some more questions. <laughs> What's the first match on Raw, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. First match on the first day of the year. Well, not getting better than this. Show it up. Sito <laughs> um, freaking Kyber says, Hello, my fellow wrestling enthusiasts. I hope you all had a great new year. I was wondering, did the Dadley boys see Oberfemi versus Riley Osborne last week on NXT? Yeah, I did. I'm in love yeah. with that guy. Mm -hmm. uh, just a part of two, what do you think? There's a ceiling for both men, but more specifically, Oberfemi in the defend. Obviously, he's got a title shot, off, spoilers, of the title, off uh, winning the breakout tournament. And we kind of called it from the first moment we saw him. He's terrifying. He's an absolute force of nature. He's got that. Um, there's a certain sect, wrestling fans, I'm one of them, who it's the production, it's the commentary, it's the presentation, it's the uh, fake. It's very. WWE-ness of it all, where there's obviously some great wrestling on there. There are certainly some great promos on there. Just the general WWE-ness of it all kind of just puts people off. Some people, not all. Certainly not this guy. Certainly not the viewers last week either. No. Jesus. Good number, isn't it? <laughs> Oberfemi has that ability. You know, we've had it for years. Totally different wrestler. Asuka, for me, even during like the worst of the Vince Mm -hmm. years, the the twilight years. She just transcended it for me. A certain wrestlers who I'm just struck by watching them, even within the context of WWE and the general WWE-ness of it all, Oberfemi, 
just smashes through that sh- like that veneer for me. I just love watching him in any context whatsoever. Like he's obviously very raw, but my god, what an absolute unit! Like genuinely, strictest definition of the word, like awesome. Like he inspires awe within me when I watch him go. Yeah, it's the hope that kills me a little bit with Obafemi because I don't want to see himself for 15 minutes in back and forth matches. Word for word. But, uh, <laughs> like, if that wasn't what I was thinking, it's certainly, you know, like another problem with the performance centre that I'd like to think they're ironing out, but then, you know, there's not enough, I don't think there's enough evidence yet to suggest they've accepted that you don't just, you don't need one wrestler or one wrestler type supplanted on all your wrestlers. You need multiple wrestler types, and that's what this performance and I like. I'm thinking of all things. The next in line program seems mm. to have really helped in that regard. Like you're bringing athletes in with different athletic backgrounds that will use that. Mm-hmm. Like Tiffany Stratton, uh, five years ago would have been expected to be at like an Asker or a horsewoman level uh, technical standard or nothing. It was kind of, that was yeah. what was needed in Triple H's mind, in WWE's mind, out of a women's wrestler. And if you weren't that, you were now. Ronda Rousey was someone that could transcend it with star power. But where does the Stratton fit in? It's like, no, she's a f- super athlete. She's a gymnast. Fold that into, like, find the things that work best and, like, get her to, like, get her fundamentals. But Great fold, fundamentals. Folding in the gymnastic fundamentals. Like, and that's how you should use next in line. And for someone like an Femi, don't change too much of what you've got. Like, yeah. don't, like, let him remain a bit rough around the edges. Like, uh, the breakout tournament has got, a, like, a reasonable history with, like, it, they're quite predictable, but it's because they exist to focus on one or two. In this mm-hmm. case, I would say both finalists, where, oh, these are the these are the best, right? These are the ones they're telling you, pay attention to these two. It's NXT, you're supposed to pay attention to everybody, but there's still a hierarchy there, like, mm-hmm. everywhere else. And it's quite exciting, like, they're already, by winning this tournament, it doesn't feel like they're going to mess around too much with... That's cool. I really like Riley Osborne as well. Um, mm-hmm. We'll talk more about these, of course, on the NXT preview tomorrow. I just hope Riley Osborne can, you know, after his unfortunate loss in the final, find a shoulder to cry on. Uh, let's move on. We've got a question here from one Matt Reigns, who says, Oh my God, is that the damn Dadleys? Uh, welcome back, King. I assume that's dedicated to you. Uh, great show. Great showing in the cup over the weekend. As for Dr. Fed. <laughs> That's Thanks, directed to you. Uh, I believe uh, his words, not mine. He's donated, so I have to read this. Yeah, I bet you do. As for Dr. Fed, I believe Isaac prescribed a double dose of... These nuts. Uh, the reason I've read out Matt Rain's comment is not just because of that, but because he's asked a question that a lot of people are talking about, and we talked a little bit, well, a lot about, on wrestle culture as well, so I'd like to get your thoughts on it. Very simple question here, says Matt. How do we get to Cody beating Roman in the main event of WrestleMania? Because that's how the story gets finished. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. It's interesting. People are... There's equal parts copium being huffed and, uh, like, schadenfreude being thrown about and perverse enjoyment of, oh, cool, he's not going to finish the story and all the rest of it. I simply do not know. If it was up to me, okay, I would have Cody finish the story. Because, one, he's selling tickets out the ass. He's just a wonderful baby face, and it will just secure, continue to secure that long-term investment that Triple H has been very, very quietly building up for a long, long time. Did you see the wrestling class thing? What? Did you see the wrestling, yeah. the Scots Tots in real life, basically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's like, he's telling them, I'm John Cena. 
Like, I've shown you it with all of these numbers, with all of these matches, with this entire act. I'm now telling you. I'm paying for, like, this like this sentimental favourite wrestling class thing just to all go to WrestleMania if you haven't seen it. Flight to hotels tickets for an entire class of kids. I'm John Cena, WWE, I'm ready. Yeah. Can you let me be John Cena now? Yeah. Like, uh, it's just weird because I just cannot foresee, like, The Rock doing Australia. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? I just cannot see it. I want, I want to believe the, the big bag of money from like, the Australian. We have the rock, please. I want to believe that narrative, but it's because I'm stressed about Cody not finishing the I th- story. I think yeah. Andy's hit the nail on the head this morning on the news. I think he's right saying Roman Rock night one for the head of the table, not for the title, just for the, the role in the bloodline or whatever that may be, however you work that out. Night two, uh, Cody versus Roman for all the belts. And uh, and I said off the back of that, they say to to Phil, to CM Punk, I know Dwayne's in the main event of WrestleMania, but if you be good for a year, maybe you get there at forty-one. No, I love that. Is it like it's? I was we talked about this on WrestleCulture, That exact thing. That is the Triple H man management equivalent of the four fifty-nine on a Friday email. You're right, Paul. Yeah, I've got to go and have a chat with their Punk and Seth Rollins and tell them they're not in the main event. Yeah, like those two men specifically are not having their main event. Like that's that's my management. How how are you at this? Yeah, like you're not going to lose him to AEW, and you're not going to lose him to kick off because you've just managed this incredibly delicate situ- situation because it's a business guys and we're chasing the money and all that. It's fascinating because there's a lot of things I cannot see. I cannot see The Rock doing Australia. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of those where you do this. Matt Reigns, thank you. <laughs> Oh. Process of elimination here. What can't you see? Take away everything that just probably isn't going to happen because you can't see it. Then you're left with what you can see, right? Cannot see The Rock doing Australia when all of America will be asleep. And it's like the one before the big one. Mm. I just don't think it's star billing. It's big, like. It's kind of big, right? But the thing yeah. is, like, The Rock has transcended Saudi money about, what, 15 years ago with yeah. Hollywood money? You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. It's like The Rock is getting more for one of his lesser hits, right? Khaki, Top in the Jungle, whatever. Four. He's getting <laughs> way more money for one of his lesser hits, right, than Shawn Michaels would to get coaxed out of retirement. Mm-hmm. So I kind of see The Rock doing international PLE given to money given to WWE by where it's hosted, mm-hmm. whether it's Australia or Saudi, he earns way more money than that, right? You can get a Shawn Michaels out of retirement with that kind of money. Mm. You get Goldberg doing matches. You get The Undertaker disgraced himself with that <laughs> level of money. But The Rock transcended that. It turns out you can do that for less. <laughs> <laughs> the Rock transcended that money a long time ago. Yeah. Um, so I cannot see The Rock doing Australia. I'm not saying, I'm not connected that much. I'm not saying he won't. I'm just saying I can't see that. Right, I can't see Roman Reigns doing back-to-back matches. Can't even, Me neither. I can't I, even I get the, with can't this. even yeah. get the f- on SmackDown. Yeah. <laughs> the night one night. The only way I could see it as well, like that, like the head of the tape. Like who really gives a sh-? You know, like at least put the belt on the line against the Rock on night one. At least it'd be like, and then like I think if you have to do a night one night two, which I, I'm with usage, I don't buy it. I don't see Roman working twice. I can't see him doing that. I think the little. Wrestle Kingdom mini tournament is Cody beats Cena, Roman beats Rock. Like, okay, champion versus challenger night two. I don't even need to call it champion versus challenger. Cody could win the Rumble as well. But it's like, 
You know, only am I going to ascend to be John Cena the night before. I'm going to beat John Cena. You know, like the I think there's a, a reason for them both to work. Yeah. It's all feels like a compromise to me because of Darock. All of these are compromises. And by me. And but he is a man that drives those compromises. Yeah. This is the thing I like. I'm I'm sort of in two minds because it's the root of this is how I want wrestling to be. A stars turned up and you sorry, like you put some people at the back of the line because the stars here. Like I still believe ultimately that's how you but Triple H has a plate spinning act here because basically WrestleMania became reliant on that mentality to a fault. And 39 was the first time where he was like, nope, like this is my show, my mm. card. And, and 40 it was better was, than them. And it was better than them. And 40 is the opportunity to sort of luxuriate in all of that 18 and months later. 40 technical classic main event history. The yeah. lore of the, the zero WrestleManias, you know, like the... If I had to put money on it, I would say Cody's not finishing the story. I hate that. <laughs> but if yeah. I if they say you got 20 quid, what's going on? Man, I think he's finishing that story. I, thought I was, I'd said this to these on the podcast last week. I was watching Raw live, day one, Rock's out there, and somebody tweeted, and I'll, I'll have to find this tweet so I can finally put them over because it's such a great tweet. It was, like, in quotation marks. <laughs> How's Cody Rhodes going to get almost off his feet? <laughs> it's like, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I love Cody. Yeah. Love him. Mad Mike makes a good point in the comments, saying we got Rock Hogan 2 and No Way Out before Mania, so there might be a chance. Well, it was two, though, wasn't it? It was yeah. a sequel. It was a sequel. It was a. It was like it was a cartoon on purpose because Hollywood Rock was back. They were both in and around. Yeah, they both had a ceiling in wrestling at the time. I guess the Rock wasn't like really gone, gone. Like you could. It still took a while for Rock to get big in Hollywood as well. Yeah, like when he left in two thousand four, uh, it was some daft thing like WWE somehow let his contract lapse, and they'd lost faith in him making it. They expected <laughs> him to come back because he was kind of picking the wrong. Films, wasn't he? Yeah. You know, like he was trying to... Took a while. Yeah. Um, shout out to Bradley, badly drawn Kyle in the comments who says, I've got 10 minutes until I have a meeting for work, so I figured I'd jump in and support what I can. Love the content. Oh. Thank you, Kyle. Oh, yeah. And speaking of people watching at work, Pedro Ramos Jr. says, Pedro from New York watching while working at my desk. Good work, Pedro. I have a question. Uh, this is probably more for you, Siege. Is this finally the year that the AW Women's Division gets the spotlight it deserves with Perazzo uh, and possibly Mercedes Monet, of course, coming in? I've seen a lot of takes to this effect. They are investing quite heavily um, in character and a story with Mariah May. You've got Tony Storm, who's getting top of the hour. That's big for yeah. AW Women's Division, okay? Um... Julia Hart and Sky Blue have kind of transcended that, I would call it the Anna J role of you're on telly and then six weeks go by and then, oh, you might go on telly again. They are kind of regulars now. I think Collision has helped like incrementally in that regard. I'm not putting it over. It's bare minimum stuff, if that, right? Then you've got Jamie Hayter potentially coming back. Um, Serena Deeb's come back. Serena Deeb's getting the vignette treatment. Yeah. Jamie Hayter. But Baker's always there in the background, I think. I don't know what that relationship looks like these days. And then you've got the money, you've got the Parazzo. I quite like the Parazzo Mariah May stuff. Mm. I've actually built a reason for a match to exist rather than a what, five minutes before 8 7 <laughs> Central. <laughs> Here's a winner versus loser match. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they've built something, they've given a character a reason to resent another character that isn't, oh, it's um, Emi Sakura going for the belt. No, I love Emi Sakura. It was two as well, because Mariah May was like, I'm not a messenger. Mm. And Tony Storm had said on that Dynamite, I don't watch wrestling. So there's the believable. Yeah. She's not even spotting that Mariah May is ready to take her place. Like, like if I was in any way 
glass half full optimistic guy, I would look at this and think there's a compelling set of evidence being yielded that things are on the rise, mm. that they are starting to care, that they have the talent pool to pull this off maybe. Um, and then I watch an episode of AW television and there's only one women's thing really on it. Um, it's pointless having the bodies if you don't have the time. Mm. There was a, um, I, I hate misquoting people, so I don't want to say which prominent wrestling journalist who gets it right more often than not. I think you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> this guy right here, probably. The only Said one. that right. were Mercedes money to this, arrive yeah. in yeah. AEW, it would be the Mercedes segment and then bonus women content yeah. <laughs> on top of that. Um, I really hope that's the case. Well, it should be. The, the money I mean, it should have been all along. should have yeah. at least two. The money that there is being rumoured and obviously the money that apparently WWE didn't want to pay would suggest that you absolutely have to do that because you've invested. Yeah. Like it's like it's on AEW if they pay all that to get her just to say, we got her. WWE couldn't get her. We got her. And then she just immediately slots into the like the treadmill within three months. Yeah. That's on them then, isn't it? For like wasting their money yeah. and wasting their money. <laughs> like so I, I hope she she's the one. I can't think of a single uh women's wrestler in North America that could drive them to do that. Yeah. This so. is true. Other than Betty Lynch, but yeah. Put it this way, right? There's been every excuse in the book for AEW to not really commit to the women's division. I used to use some of them in good faith, mm-hmm. like the ta- like the the Joshi import stuff was put paid to by um, the Global Bastard, and they were left with a lot of a lot of green talent, so they couldn't really do it then. And there was injuries, and then you know got all these great blokes. Like Danielson <laughs> and CM Punk. So I had to put them on telly more than anybody else. The roster that they are assembling now is getting really quite strong. Mm. Like, really quite strong. Um, there'll be no excuse now. If they get money, Parazzo, Hater, Deeb, this version of Storm, the Mariah May thing cooking, like the improvements Call made up by... Athena s- tomorrow if you want. Athena. The improvements made by um, Sky Blue and Julia Hart, like... They would be really left with no excuse whatsoever if they can't get a good division around the roster. Two different things. This roster is really starting to look strong now. No excuse whatsoever. They haven't had an excuse for years, in mm. my opinion. For well over half the lifespan of the promotion now, there'll be no excuses if they can't do anything compelling out of this. OG Stem Cell says... Statlander. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Statlander uh, and Willow. Willow Nightingale. And there's so much great talent they've, that's actually over with the audience now. They've put that, it feels to me like they've put that, um, like, is it the TV title they call it, Ring of Honor? I think that's to put a belt on Billy Starks because yeah. she couldn't beat Athena. Yeah. yeah. And to build to that, so you're already kind of like strapping up who you believe is going to be a next yeah. big talent underneath. There's, yeah, it does feel like the moves are being made, but, you know, it's felt like that a few times before. Hasn't yeah. It? Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Uh, another question comes in from OG Stemcell, who says, Morning, gentlemen. Glad to have the live Mondays back. If you had to guess the champions at the end of 2024 in each company, what are your predictions? Oh, bloody hell. Bloody hell, what we do don't we do, have to do first? all the belts because Jesus Christ. I'm going to be optimistic and say Cody is the WWE champion. Probably At the end of the year? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not, not Gunther for me. Yeah, I was going to say not him taking we'll it off him. beat him in Bash at Berlin maybe or something. I'll, no, I think Cody because uh, I think when he does finish the story, I, I'm sticking. I think he'll be WrestleMania. I think he'll be have a lot like Triple H likes his long reigns, believes in establishing these champions. Cena's first reign, if you remember, went through to the January when Edge cashed in on him. So I could see Cody going along with it. Um, I'd love it if Gunther was still the Intercontinental Champion. <sighs> I, think they've, I think they've done something pretty magic if he's holding on to that belt. I've, who was it we were talking? Was it Punk? We were talking on a podcast about like, I like to give Punk like an IC title, but then it's just the IC. But then I was saying like, well, the whole point of Gunther actually doing what all those champions said and restoring it is that it's supposed to be big. So if Gunther is to lose it, and then all of a sudden we just go back to talking about the IC title, like... God, he's winning the IC, and it didn't actually. Project Gunther didn't work, yeah. mm. so it's supposed to be big again, if not Gunther. Uh, Creed's with the tags, I'll take in the Fed as well. Punk with the World Heavyweight, the end of the year. Will he be know. there? I don't know. No, yeah. I think he'll be. Yeah, there. he's going to be there for three years, and then decide <laughs> if he wishes to sign a contract extension. But uh, I, I don't know. I said I can't. I'm I'm captivated by what I don't know about the CM Punk yeah. run. I don't, like, does he just win the belt at WrestleMania? Is it as simple as that? It's contract year for Seth. Might they both sides be trying to play hardball with each other? I think so. I think like if you can put a belt on CM Punk at WrestleMania, you do it. But I don't know. I'd like I can't figure that out yet. I think post Rumble, we'll get to see maybe what CM Punk's year is going to look like. Women's titles. Uh, it again. It sort of depends if they can. I, I think there's some of the same things we said about AEW can be applied to WWE. You're going to sound like a broken record here, Tiffany Stratton. <laughs> Stratton's going to have a good year. Wins money in the bank. Cash is in. You're obsessed. I'll, I'll Cash is in the same night. Not we, the same we know, night. Well, we know how it works, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Sent- yeah. Sentimental, if she sticks around, I have loved Becky Lynch's work so much since she came back in 2021 that I would like her to be a champion again. So just from a heart overhead, I don't know where the I think Rhea sits. should beat her. You think Rhea beats beat her at, at Mania, but yeah. then she could later in the year have yeah. it. AEW. Mm. Joe, I don't think it's in for a long reign. Uh, Will Ospreay. Wembley. Will Ospreay is going to win it at Wembley. Joe to swerve to Osprey. Yes. Seems like it's the way it's going to happen. Will Ospreay is oh, going God, to win yes. that belt at Mania. House coming out as the champion at Wembley. The whole idea. I don't necessarily believe this, but the consensus is that Will Ospreay is the best professional wrestler in the world, and I think they will belt him up and really, really go with him. Um, so Will Ospreay of the f- 
40 mid-card titles. I was going to say, let's set a new podcast <laughs> yeah. aside to do every title. Yeah. Eddie Kingston apparently defends them as individuals. I didn't know this. What? They're individual. Like, he's yeah. defending this. I thought like, it was a crown. I thought it was a whole... No, nah, forget that. Now. Like, he's, uh, that was just a belt. He's got three different ones, and they uh, are on the line in different matches. His strong match he's got coming up. Gabriel Kidd. Yeah, just for the strong title. The, Saturday's at Collision was just for the, the new belt. It wasn't for the yeah. modern American Triple Crown. It was just for the... But they called it the Continental Crown. It's not for... Th- nah, it's just that belt. So he, would ke- so he would keep the Ring of Honor title and he would keep the New Japan strong. That's right. pretty ridiculous. Um, Let's hope they don't do like a Knight of Champions. It's just... <laughs> Jesus Christ! Three matches! It's a hard question at the best of times because you have to do... Yeah. Permutations, and then you have to like sort of anticipate who's going to get over. You have to be cynical and think, is that person really really the one for the spot. A tag team division looks weird in AEW. Like, did the Young Bucks come back? Do the Young Bucks do something, anything other than lean in on their meta reputation? Can they become characters again? Can they get the bit between the teeth again? Hardy Boys are reinventing themselves? Shut the f*** up. <laughs> t- they you reinvent what, themselves yeah. as people who can move... And do good matches. That would be a good reinvention for me it's personally. You know personally speaking, just from my heart, when uh, the first if, if, the, if, the, if the Hardy Boys can reinvent themselves into wrestlers who can move, that would be good. <laughs> Nicholas, just a quick update. 8-6 uh, so far on the swear counter. Ah, ah a little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know that when Meltzer first reported the uh, killing the business, all that kind of stuff, and it was like, they're going to be troll heels. You're going to love it. Like it would be a pretty troll move to be like introducing our friends, the Hardy Boys. We're not going to wrestle again in a super stable, if anything. Like a big, long-running meta bit. I'd yeah. have best of fifty-two series <laughs> against the Hardy Boys. I'm kind of my problem with the Young Bucks is I'm kind of lost on their sort of history heading in towards you know when the the, the, the formation of AEW. If there was a way I could you know like you know like the Matrix, and I'm like, oh, we're going to put it in their brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I could do that, but in the form of like I don't know, one hundred twenty thousand passionate and insightful words. Oh. <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> From the book hole. Oh my god, that's it. It's in your brain now. Oh, it's becoming all of it. it. That's the noise you make when an entire book goes in your brain. Well, the rise of AEW, all about the formation. <laughs> Brilliant. And indeed, rise of AEW when it was goaded. How, how will I know it's, it's got the young books in it? That's the problem I've got there. What do you mean? Well, on the cover. They're on the cover, yeah. They're on the cover. <laughs> they're on the cover. They founded the company. First oh, yeah. person he called, Matt Jackson. <laughs> when I want to form a wrestling company, he's, he's, he's the one it calls. Um, shout out to Michael Lavely who said, just make a sensor button on the soundboard to save time. And also, Michael sent us a joke earlier. I forgot to read this. Uh, one question, one joke for you guys. Michael says, uh, what's the difference between Adam and a virgin? Nothing. It's the same thing. See you later, guys. <laughs> I've got a child, so that can't be true. Uh, actually, you're probably wrong there, if anything. Uh, and Adam's microphone in the chat also says, is Hamlet's Hampage review on a different feed? My Hampage review? Yeah, apparently that's, that's going to be a thing in 2024. God, imagine that. Imagine, imagine reviewing Rampage. Did you see the lineup this week? No. I saw the graphic drop. Yeah, it looks <laughs> like ass. <laughs> <laughs> the, young, the Young Bucks, uh, sorry, the Hardy Boys. <laughs> God, how far they've fallen. How far they've fallen. I think the Hardys were a trios match or something. Right. Forget who they teamed with. Butcher and the Blade and Kip Sabian. Versus the Hardys and someone else. Yeah, who would, the hell would that have been? I'll have a look. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Before they like, private party. You know when everybody used to leave, like, Moxley, and we had them recently, like, the, the cliched escape from prison vignette. 
Private Party did one just for leaving Escape the Hardy Boys. Escape from the Hardy Compound. <laughs> it was Mark Briscoe and the Hardys versus Kip Saban. Oh, oh Christ. Like, poor Mark Briscoe. Yeah. Um, I... So they did this thing with the Hardys where they completely botched their asses through this pretty <laughs> poor trios match. And then the story in parallel is uh, well, the goats actually. So we deserve more respect here yeah, because you're crap. What's Mark Briscoe done to get sucked into that? I know. Other than have a great Continental Classic. Here's your reward. I know. Here's your reward for pretty much saving the goal league, if we're being mm-hmm. honest. Uh, Captain Quinn. A word on whether that's Niall uh, in the chat says, don't you think Sunderland overdid the warm welcome with an own goal? Yeah, we overdid the warm welcome in every regard. Like we, me and Cedric, um, house amnesty, which is good, healthy, I think. Made us both feel better in the run-up. Certainly. Yes. Um, what happened on Saturday was a, which is a little bit on this, was a very Premier League versus Championship game of football, mm-hmm. of which there can be no complaints as a Sunderland fan, beaten handily and well by a much, much, much better team. The like red carpet welcome from Ugh. what like Wednesday through to pretty much the game itself, and afterwards they got free drinks. Well, the Wi-Fi like, went down in the Sunland bar, uh-huh. which the Newcastle fans. I mean, that's that shocked had. me because I've been in that ground and it's never been up. So like, the is it called <laughs> so the Wi-Fi or just? Hey, never. Up. So they couldn't process the payments, so they just gave them free beer. Great. After giving like, them. These are the bars, the least. stand. There was n- th- well, there was no trouble. And I've got a video to show you. There was some trouble. Well, yeah, so <laughs> yeah. There was like out, there was no bother like outside the ground or anything. Which on the back of the result, I'm not really surprised about because there was nothing. I saw a tiny clip of a Sunderland fans saying, "You outside later, basically." It was. I, I, I knew. I had a few mates that were at the game that said that there was like minimal fuss, minimal bother. But an observation from one of my friends was, is like those, some of those tickets. One of the reasons Sunderland were rolling out the red carpet was because they were just cashing in, which is gross. Like, the, But there's some of the Newcastle fans that could afford to go were ruling out some that probably would have really wanted to. The thing that was like not was, went underreported a little bit was like the, these tickets for this bar that was being decked out in Newcastle. Like 600 quid a shot or something. Ooh. You can afford that. Mm. So that, th- why there's probably no, no you trouble. You can see the cribs about five times a year. <laughs> they're still only charged 20 quid. Like, it's like, like the old Roy Keenism, like... There was a prawn sandwich contingent that mm. I think got the opportunity to go that was taken off people that would have rather have gone. Mm. Now, those people that would have rather have gone might have been a bit more invested, and thus there might have been a bit more trouble. But it wasn't a game for trouble, was it? Nah. I just clear something up. Southern Kumar says, it's a shame you're not doing the SmackDown review. I get it's the weekend, but it's the first thing you guys should do. We did it, and we don't do it on the video channel, but it is available, uh, just like our collision previews and reviews, available as a podcast right now. What culture wrestling? Podcast wherever you get your podcast from. So I hope that clears that up for you. Uh, Mar- mm-hmm. Marcel Laviolette says the boys are back in town. Happy New Year! Happy New Year to Sagewick, Wilborn, and Doctor Fed himself. Uh, Doctor, F- I didn't expect this to take, but I like it. it's sticking. I love that. You, you didn't expect it to take. You put it on your Twitter. I know because I wanted it to. <laughs> <laughs> you just didn't expect yeah. it. Okay. Uh, what would you prefer for Okada Danielson three Dominion or Forbidden Door for it to not happen? Yeah, Dominion. If it has to happen, Dominion. I don't want it to happen. I think the new Jastetic was massively, massively helpful. Of the okay. I don't know. Dirty Little Secret, I think the chemistry is just fine. Dirty Little Secret, I thought, was an old-world four-and-a-half-star match that I never... I'll, there were certain elements of it I loved, right? Um, I don't want to piss on anyone's chip. Certainly not yours, Marcel. It's a very lovely, loyal uh, follower of ours, mm. a listener. Um, I never once got the feeling... Oh, Christ... This is amazing. I'm so grateful to have it. 
I'm watching one of the best things I've ever seen. I just didn't get it. Um, I didn't get the, the same vibe from Omega Osprey of, well, what a year we're in for, in the ring at least, mm. if something is as good as this mm. last year. There was one moment where they didn't get this in the first match, but they got it in this one where I couldn't see the dropkick coming. And then Okada did the dropkick, and then Danielson just fired up a no solo. I'm like, get. I mean, it wasn't ripped off. Cack. It was hanging on by a thread. <laughs> but I didn't rip it off, you know? <laughs> You're not ripping it off. What are we doing here? I know. If I'm not ripping off my cock, my kiak. I just, and I just thought it was... Standards are just ridiculous. Yeah. You're like, more up on these details than me as well. On Okada Danielson happening again, and the assumption that it will, because, you know, there's got to be a decider now at least. What about all that talk before Christmas about Okada's contract? Is January not contract season for the, the yeah. big news lads? And is it are we? Nick, uh, leaving in a couple of and weeks. said as much, hasn't yeah. it? Like, are we led to believe off the back of the booking of this that this is a quiet reveal that Okada's at least sticking around for another another year or something? Because before Christmas, it was all better off, wasn't it? And it was yeah, like, I'm not sure. All I know is that they did the shaking hands and the bow to one another, like a wonderful post match. Mm. I feel like. It was the best possible version of 50-50 booking. We got it with Omega Osprey. Yeah. We got it with this. Like, the whole point is, if you have this dream match, it's like, can you brother me up? 1-1, one, one, call it a draw. We get two matches. We each get a win. We both come out of it, like, as good as or better. Nice bit, a good bit of, like, boring politics, really. Yeah. Um, I would leave it at that, personally. Would you rather Ricardo? But I'm on an island with this. People love this second match. I've seen it. Like, well, Melter went... Five plus on it, didn't he? And like some people have caught the match of the year. So, is your yeah, is your thing, I suppose, with Danielson? I know to he's to Alan better. Agree. Uh, best match this year so far, even better than stuff on day one. Like, sorry, Will, but what were you going to say? Yeah, my question to you is I know he's not retiring, but obviously, this is his last full time active year. Yeah. As a result of that, with Danielson, are you like, well, whatever we're doing at Forbidden Door, I don't want it to be a rematch? I want Danielson versus Darby Allen. Not at Forbidden Door, but yeah. Who would have. Oh. You know what? Another match that people, it's like, it was years ago now, they went crazy for, and I was like, oh, it's good, very good, not a classic. Um, Danielson and Shingo, um, I want to see that round back. I thought the first match was very, very, very good. Not one of the all-time classics of the Danielson library. I'd love to see that again. I took that in, in my door. Shingo education. Yeah. To learn a bit more I mean, it's Shingo. pretty class. Yeah, it's great. It's pretty class. But I don't think it's one of the very best Danielson matches. Because um, he reeled off a whole host of names, didn't he? Yeah. Ishii, Naito, I think. They were going to do Danielson, Ishii, you know. You know, when it was Mox versus Ishii, was it after Forbidden Door? When they just did it on Dynamite. Yeah. It right. was going to be Danielson Ishii, but obviously Danielson yeah. got his arm broke. Him, like, I, I believe Danielson's lying, by the way. So I, I, I think he he's thinks... Lying. He's lying. I think it could be his, like, last full-time year in his head, but he determines what a full-time year is, and he just carries on wrestling. So I, 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 just, oh, he's, I think he's even clarified as much. I think he said... He's doing five to ten a year. Yeah, 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 that's right, yeah. So that's, like, more than Roman Reigns in average. Year. So <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not the average, like, Dynamite run. Takesh just does less than that. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. I, I think this whole retirement thing has been overstated smartly, by the way, to sell some tickets and up some stakes and prestige and all that. Like, Wembley suddenly feels bigger yeah. as if it might be his last one. It won't. Like, I, I just don't believe any of this. Like, does he include in his last year? Oh, yeah, I meant, like, till December, so I'll see you in the G1. <laughs> Danielson is year, year man, actually. Yeah, moving into 2025. Yeah. Of anyone on that New Japan roster, I want to see the shingle match again. I think they can do better. But out of, if I had to pick anyone, it would be Danielson, Ishii for Forbidden Door. <laughs> 
Uh, Spirited Sights uh, says, hello, gents. Hello. Thank you for your first Super Chat, by the way, Spirited Sights. Uh, thank oh, you for thank all you. that you do. Uh, with Dustin Rhodes' recent return in AEW, it made me wonder, how does he finish his career if he stays in AEW? Ooh. It's... It, he doesn't... I, I would... He's, he's old school, and it's hard not to... Like, if Cody's sticking around in WWE, this is you know, assuming that things are all good there, and he does stay the course with WWE now, I could well see... Dustin Rhodes going back there and just having, or at least having the option to use him as and when you want because he's so valuable in small doses at this point. I would imagine he'd want to do business the right way and put somebody over huge on the way out. And we've seen Dustin Rhodes' ability to get people over in the way that he gets beaten down, like squeezing blood out of his head like it was Play-Doh coming through that fun factory when Lance Archer's boot was pressed on him. The first... 30 seconds of this word beat down if you discount the following 10 minutes. Like, there are ways <laughs> to like for Dustin Rhodes now to be used, and I would say he'd probably welcome that too. I would rip off the Ric Flair WWE thing. Yeah, that's nice. Next yeah. time you lose, you're out. Yeah, mm. next time doesn't you doesn't have to lose, be a headline match, does it? It's yeah. just a nice Lexus yeah. King beats him. It's really if he gets like a really humiliating loss, which arguably I know the man himself disagreed vehemently on Twitter, right? But I think a lot of people share the same opinion of. Especially given the pre-match, that should have just been done and dusted. Like, yeah. very easy work for Swerve. If they have Dustin Rhodes go, oh, Dustin Rhodes is back, and he's going to wrestle on Dynamite, and he gets his arse handed to him, like, really unceremoniously. That's quite embarrassing. Mm. Then the next week, sort of require weekly profiling of a character that you don't forget about, so it's pie in the sky thinking at this point. <laughs> the next week, he's like, I, I hated that. Um, Jesus Christ, that was humiliating. Um... I didn't realize how close I was to the end. I need to redeem myself. I cannot put in performances like that anymore. The next time I lose, I'm gone. I cannot live with that. And then he starts to win. And then matches go a bit longer. And he maybe even flirts the title shot. And then out of nowhere, he just gets done. And then bye-bye. Christian Cage is like, is your dad alive? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great question. Lots of people are uh, saying we should we should answer it from Andrew Hope. Thank you for your question, Andrew. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too. Happy New Happy Year. Year. What are your thoughts on the New Japan five on five cage match Can announced? Wait. They have to do two rings, right? And are you guys excited for it? Well, they don't have to do two rings. Um, if you Google now, New Japan Steel Cage, you will see an image of a New Japan ring. Funnily enough, and then. <laughs> Like a longer gap between the ring skirt and the cage wall, like probably double, yeah. double gap between the cage wall and the ring. The idea being you get some stuff going on in the ring, and then you've got like loads and loads of space for like Osprey to like run up and moonsault off, or for like Gabriel Kidd to just repeatedly slam someone's head into it. If there's enough space between the wall and the skirt, the apron and the cage wall, you can have loads and loads of, like, brawling, like, proper, honest-to-goodness brawling. Hamlet made the comparison. If it looks like, and it should be worked like, the ROH CCW Cage of Death, which is the best war game style match ever. I love 1992 as much as the next guy. That's a better match. It just is. Better story. It's more got violence. Stories, isn't it? yeah. Like, just, it's sick. It's absolutely tits. If you haven't seen that <laughs> match... Go and watch it All now. things for free online. You can watch it legally so for free on YouTube. goddamn great. It's on the official channel as well. I think it is, yeah, because it was to pay off, like, the, realistically the best wrestling invasion story ever yes. as well with Ring of Honor. So well CW, done. Yeah. And, and it totally embarrassed the WCW, ECW mm-hmm. invasion. Um, so I'm 
I said in this office downstairs before out loud it's my most anticipated match of the year that's been announced thus far or even teased that isn't happening at Mania obviously Um, I think it'll be class obviously but the war dogs will win it Um, what was the rest of the question just are you hyped yeah are you hyped for it Uh, I've been tits off the hype man this is a battle in the valley as well isn't it is it is that right it's not or is it in Japan I don't know where it is actually well, Bond, do you want to research I'll that? Have a look, yeah. I asked that you. because they're stacking that card. And they're doing Chicago after as well. No, they're doing the Wind Trust. Ah, are they? Huh? As in the Sears Center, as in All In. As in Revolution 2020 as well. Yeah. So what have they got for that then? I don't know now. But like coming out of Wrestle Kingdom, I'd be lying if I said, right, I'm racing. And oh, like yeah. Wrestle Kingdom and New Year Dash. But off the back of those shows, I would be lying if I said, right, I'm racing to watch the next New Japan show. But they did. They grasped a little bit the conversation back because it wasn't just great matches. It wasn't That's just signings. It was both. It Same was thing like, happened last year. Did it with like new signings though with people? Like I'd, like Dolphin New Japan is interesting once. I don't want to watch Riddle, but loads of people do. Like I don't want to watch This cage match um, is, is weird. I think like, Ziggler's played a small play. I agree. Can it's we talk a, about Dolph Ziggler? It's the right place. Once. It's the right place for him. And I don't just say that because it means that I don't have to keep up all the time. If he, his last match. Yes. Uh, February 11th um, at New Beginning in Osaka. New Beginning in Osaka. Oh, is that where yeah. the cage match is? I believe so, yeah. Right, okay. I well, love that. I want to see that's a better. cage match in Japan. Yeah. How many cage matches have you seen in America for the past half many years? Yeah. Like, I want to see that in Japan. I want to see the Japanese audience react to it. Um, Dolph Ziggler's smart. If he can get over and be good in New Japan, how much cooler is the prospect of him in AEW? You see his mini-movie? Sword. <laughs> Looks like Jack Burton was jacked it there and then <laughs> kicked his brother's head off. Kicked his brother's head off. He's got the Jack Burton look. Was jacked it then and there. <laughs> but if he can, it was crap, obviously. But it looked, he looked like the guy in Big Trouble in China. If he can be good mm. in New Japan and get over and be like, oh, the guy, kind of like the guy. You thought he could have been all those years ago, yeah. maybe. What an asset he could then be to AEW if they need a kick in the ass, which I think they will more I'm, than once this year. That is generous. What a lovely and reasonable thing you've just said there. Because I was very generous. I was kind of waiting. I'd forgotten about it. Dolph has that effect on you, doesn't he? But when it happened, I was thinking, oh, I'm looking forward to like getting in the muck with this with Sidgwick about like, well, that's uh, a window just cracked open for Dolph into AEW, and you brought it up first and said it might be good. So it really is New Year. If not, if he's crap in New Japan, yeah. I don't want to see him anywhere. I don't want to see anyone <laughs> new in AEW. I don't. But if he is good there, yeah, oh yeah, because mm-hmm. if he comes, it's up, the right landing spot for him. If he turns up on Dynamite and gets interrupted in a backstage promo, it's death. Mm. It's death. It's more TNA pilled vibes. It's uh, all sorts. But if he can get cool and rehab that aura, shut up, man. You like Seth Rollins when he suck my cack. <laughs> Yeah, it is. You like Edge as well? Mr. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Mr. Ben, cool. Mr. Cool. Nicholas, I did say he is Mr. Cool, though, isn't he? Apart from his taste in wrestlers. 
That's true, actually. He likes, <laughs> he likes Hangman Page. So that's yeah. Um, speaking of TNA, by the way, uh, thanks to everyone in the comments. Uh, Mark Nado and DJ Rando pointing out Battle in the Valley is next weekend, the same day as Hard to Kill for TNA, of course. Hard to Kill, and they are. Murray was telling me this morning that apparently Scott DeMar's walking it back slightly, but the poster literally says, You won't believe who showed up at Hard to Kill. I can't wait for this. Like, this is probably. Who could it be? Who could it be? I don't know. Who's it like? What's up, Money? Goldberg. TNA, not even booked one show as the return in TNA, and they're gabbing already. Uh, I love it. Yes. Golden Era's back. Um, Grizzly Young Vets on that show, haven't they? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. They're getting raves for their first return to the indie. They're like tag stuff people. I don't know if it's just people are glad to like not have them. <laughs> it's it's the, like, yeah, yeah. It's what it like not putting them in that stupid yeah. stable. Scouser Kane. <laughs> Uh, Just Daryl says, speaking it into existence, the Chicago Bears are in talks to build a new stadium right now. WWE like to set attendance records. I'm calling it WrestleMania in Chicago since you won't come here for AEW. Jesus Christ. You punk getting a mania in Chicago. Never been to Chicago. It's good. I want to go to Chicago. Chicago. All I'm saying is it's on the bucket list. <laughs> Uh, final few questions. Uh, oh, DJ Randa also mentioned uh, Danielson versus Nigel at Wembley. Is that what they're doing this year, do you reckon? I hope so. Actually, right. I don't know. Nigel's really grafting for it, isn't he? So, like, the... It would be... for it last year. Yeah. yeah. The, the, he's doing a great job of convincing people yeah. that it's the move. Like Every a great single job. collision, isn't it? It's just it would be, like, like, such a wonderful story if he can get in shape, if his brain's right for mm-hmm. it. And he looked the business in his gear, didn't he? He looked the absolute bloody business. Um, He's in it to win it. If they can get, like, the way he's going about it is, like, such a dickhead in a really cool way. Mm. But then the pathos of, oh, he actually deserves this. And uh, it could be lovely. It's going to be, like, red hot if at some point, like, Danielson slides out the ring and just wallops him across the face. That'll be earned. Like, or Nigel's at the desk, headset on, and slaps off his frigging head. And like, Dan, like McGuinness McGuinness out of nowhere just decides to cheat in yeah. one of his matches. That's like, if Danielson does this gimmick where it's like, right, am I one of the best in the world anymore? I've got a finite amount of dates left. You know what? I'm going for a frigging title. And he build it up, build it up. International title or, you know, one of the other eight. Yeah. <laughs> and then McGuinness is just like, at his most hater energy. Why am I talking like that? 19 years old, 38. It is most um, defensive and jealous, mm. okay? McGuinness is really slaying. Like, cannot win. You can't win the title. You cannot do it. No. And then he just headset down, drags the referee. One, two. Danielson's going to win a title. His first one in AEW. One, two. this. <laughs> this. And then he just puts the headset down, sprints over to the ref. One, two. Gets the legs. Here's a surprisingly good example of this. I should book this. The wrestlers. <laughs> the wrestlers in this example cannot compare to Danielson or Nigel McGuinness. But I thought it was surprisingly effective when, remember when Jericho just like brushed into JBL and you thought JBL was proper, proper retired? It was like Jericho just yes. come back, save us YTJ. Randy Orton wasn't champion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And JBL. It's Stone Cold! Yeah. JBL <laughs> was raging. It was like he got up and he was on the screw Jericho. It led to a terrible feud featuring terrible matches between terrible wrestlers, Chris Jericho, who just returned, and JBL, who should have stayed retired. But I was really shocked. It felt like a transgression. It was like, no, you're done. Yeah. You, you just, you're, not, you're not a threat anymore. I don't need to worry about you coming up and 
<laughs> not main events. Oh, God, you're there. Uh, final couple of questions. Uh, also, DJ Rando says, I really want to know Sidgwick's thoughts on the Devil Reveal and the Adam Cole. We'll talk more about that on the uh, AW Collision Review oh, podcast. Ready to get the uh, claws out there. A little bit later on. Uh, Andy says... Wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, the outrage to WWE not winning... You. The outrage... Not, not that one. <laughs> the outrage to the WWE the winning several Wrestle Purist Awards is hilarious. While it was strong booking, did they peak higher in ring in the 2010s? Uh, sorry, what's the question exactly? Are they, well, I'm only talking about the people getting outraged that WWE won some Wrestle Purist Awards. So the Wrestle Purist Awards went out on eggs. Okay. Overnight. And I voted in them. I voted, yeah. I voted in them. And WWE won Best Promotion, <laughs> and Triple H won um, Cooker of the Year. Quite yeah. right. And people were no, nah. no. Nah. So that's the context. What's the question? Uh, did they peak higher in ring in the 2010s? The Fed? Mm. Christ, no. Like, in the 2010s? What compared to now? I assume so. Ah, NXT at its in-ring best was faker feeling than the kind of in-ring that WWE is doing now. There was some like, uh, like I'd put Sasha and ba- uh, Sasha and Bailey. I think they did. Sasha and Bailey at Takeover Brooklyn was the best match of the tens, uh, but it was way more of an outlier at the time. Yeah, uh, I think the stuff they're doing now, like, I think I'd, I'd take the stuff they're doing now more. I don't need the concentrated amount of classics that you were getting out of a takeover in, say, 2018 versus uh, just a far superior product. WrestleMania 39, like Sid said it, like, outside of the finish, it's better than 17. And I would put Night 1 and Night 2, Cody and Roman included, Mm -hmm. as better than 17. Like, I think they are. I need a whole lot more than I need. Like, melts a bit. Like melts a star bit, and that was, I think, where when I'm assuming when he's referring to like the 2010s yeah. in ring peak, I'm assuming that's what I oh, could be could be my misunderstanding of that there. But oh, I think yeah, the, less you put bragging the, right. I think, so. Fed, I think the Fed in 2023 is the best it's been in 2000 in every single category, and that's why I back it as being like these awards. I think it's gonna be really funny when Tony Khan wins Booker of the Year and the Wrestling Observer. By the way, I when want, is that? When do those? I want him so desperately to win that for the, the votes. Are you're allowed to vote on it now yeah. if you're a subscriber? Oh, okay. I think the Crack on X will be amazing if Tony Khan wins that. So I want that. It's these. They're all meaningless. They're just it's fan votes and media votes and whatever. I think the Fed smoked AEW in every category in 2023. Not matches, and I and I feel it about matches. And I like I I welcome the debate and the disagreement. And he's talking about NXT. He says, "Yeah, stretch to say Raw was the weekly show of 2023, though uh, handled characters and stories best, in my opinion." Well, first of all, Danielson, ZSJ, Danielson, Starks. I mean, no, stupid. Obviously, AEW is better in the ring. Don't be it. So it's no debate. Gunther, Sheamus, Drew. Yeah, Top both Danielson of them. was better than both of them. So, Shane Miz. What I'm about to say is, if you put how over the characters are, how much trust is in the process, how they've just got their shit together, right, under Triple H, and you combine that with the superior matches of the 2010s, like Brian Lesnar, Bailey Sasha, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, TLC, Daniel Bryan, Kofi Kingston. WrestleMania 35. Gargano, Cole, take over. Yeah, like, they were better in the ring in the 2010s. But now, you have way more basic, exposition, monologue, heavy fare. But the people are with it. Mm. They're not, these matches aren't outliers. These matches aren't what you have to, what you get after putting up with it. You know what I mean? The vibe's better now, but I think the match quality. If I was to do a 10 best matches of the WWE 21st century, right, 2010s would dominate over the 2000s and over the 2020s. 
it does create that like conversation about what makes a great match as well, doesn't yeah. it? Like I think like yeah. I I would yeah I would like the example Sid just listed there I would hold them up against anything, but I would rather like I would rather an inferior in ring match, like on strictest terms in ring of like uh, inferior to Kofi and Brian and just. Really enjoy the build and look forward to the payoff rather than be stressed that Vince McMahon <laughs> is going to lose interest in Kofi yeah, yeah, yeah. for three months. That was a miserable time. Yeah. And as m- that match was driven as much by the relief that they were actually going to give you it. 35 in general was, a, oh my God, they've given us it. You know, like Nicholas's point about, well, what's going to come for the next uh, five years? It's, I don't know, like I don't think, I, I was thinking about this a lot as we hit the end of the year. I think what was, one of my favourite things about 2023 is how much of it will hold up versus those matches basically holding up the company. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't... Like, every one of these, like, it's been five years since this Raw moment from 2018. We're hitting 2019 now. We're going to be getting five-year engagement posts on X about, like, five years ago today. Gary the Goat Garbutt. Like, we it, were, that's, that's, yeah. bad, that's... That's wrestling. It's worst. We like were the, podcasting at the time. Mm. Yeah. I was livid ahead of Danielson-Lesnar because... On principle, the idea that they had to turn Danielson heel in under a year after that comeback, you could you can't, in good faith, say that Vincent Mann was an effective book or a promoter no. for doing that. Mm. A year. Jeez, are you joking? It, you couldn't even go a year Doesn't without that messing Survivor Series. And I've got fond memories of that match because it was absolutely incredible. Yeah. And yet it was still flawed. A heel Danielson going up against Lesnar. You had the perfect match. Just as well, Danielson's as great as he is. Mm. Uh, J.A.F. Gator says, as someone who was in attendance that night, it felt like the turning point for AEW was Punk going over Page, having the vet beat the guy the promotion was built around. Curious for the boys' thoughts. Um, It's one of those, like, yeah, I'm with you. It's one of those strictly, like, if you want to be, like, weirdly objective about the subjective escapism that you liked, made all the business sense in the world to put the title on the guy who drove the biggest pay-per-view buys, it wasn't like the WWE thing as well, where you bring in, I don't know, ex-part-timer, mm-hmm. because Punk was really over in the buildings as well, and he was there every single week. And it worked. It was a, it was a ranking story. Yeah. It's, it's an un, almost an unrecognizable AEW in the fact that, like, this... He wrestled was, every week, and this the character was ended, to... and Punk was incredibly over. It was a bit... Uh, it's different now. A bit different. Like, not bad, not damaging... Not necessarily soul destroying, but it did bring into focus different company now, very different company, and I don't just wish it wasn't this way. I think it's impossible to analyze it knowing what we knew as well. Like I remember watching that, and just as a punk fan and having loved the punk comeback story, just feeling like I was in the fiction of it. He's he's beaten him, amazing. He's won the title. I wonder what page will the next try and win it back. I was just absorbing the fiction of it. Yeah, and then within days. Like Punk blows his foot out doing that stupid dive, and then that's all <laughs> up in the air. And then as time goes on, you realise that there's this weird rift with Page, and then brought that like you have to. It's Im- it's impossible not to think about yeah. that now because if it wasn't all different, and it wasn't that allegedly Punk had said, "Well, I'm not putting you over now after what you said in that promo. I can't trust you. So I'm not putting you. I'm like I'm not losing this match in this title match." Now when what, when we know that it's going to transform AEW. Yeah. But if it was just a title change because it was time to change the title. Might have been fine. You yeah. know what I mean? It's it's like we'll never know what that timeline looks like. Final question comes from Chris Tienken. I think Chris has asked this several times. Apologies for I kept missing this. Uh, very simple. How do we get to Jimmy versus Jay at Mania? I'll let you handle this. <laughs> I think we're pretty much there. Uh, I think uh, you have the like the Royal Rumble is a great opportunity you to get have the, there. The first exchange with the them. Cena Orton spot. 
Yeah. But good. Like, the scene are <laughs> on spot, but good. And it will be good, and it will be hot. I think people want to watch this. Jimmy Uso is, like, I think what they're going to do in the Rumble is send Jimmy and Solo out there to try and protect Roman's title match. So they will have a little run of eliminations or whatever. And then Jay comes out and, you know, I'm thinking of like Austin sat on the post and putting his hands on his head when Brett's music hits. Something like that for Jimmy. Oh, oh the one thing I didn't think about was that Jay's still yet to come out and then they have a nice face-off, whatever. And it's... One and two? I don't think so. It's a mid-match spot for me, this. I think, like, the crowd are into it. I don't think either of them are particularly believable winners. It's more about that little moment where they get together. Um, it's really hard to win from number one. <laughs> uh, and then I don't think... Yeah, most of the story's been told, hasn't it? Like, Jimmy can... Like, Jimmy is the clown heel at this point. So him being on SmackDown to try and avoid Jey Uso at all costs is like a little fun weekly runner until Jay gets his way. Uh, they did it with Dominic and Ray, and they've kind of followed the same platform here. It's the delaying tactic. It's Jimmy probably not wanting the fight. And trying to tell you, I don't, I don't need to fight you, Jay when really we can see that he's absolutely terrified of finally having to eat for what he did to him last summer. Well, thank you, everyone, for your questions and for your donations. Always much appreciate. We'll do this again uh, next Monday. And uh, we'll continue the conversation with us on X at WhatCultureWWE. Well, actually, you can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamlet at... Michael Hamlet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam William. Follow our brilliant producer at It's Adam Nicholas. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. As I said, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. But for now... Thank you for all your questions. My thanks to Hamlet, Cedric, to Nicholas. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.